Business Books. Business Books. On The Money Show. Welcome to The Money Show, the first of 2014. It's good to have you with us this evening. Any of your calls this evening, if you want to talk about uh, matric results, uh, glad to take your calls on that. Um, all sorts of issues this evening uh, that you can uh, you might want to talk about. 40.5% of matrix got just above 40% for maths, an increase from 35 551 schools achieved 100% pass rate in 2013, uh, as opposed to 441 the year before. Nine schools, though, did achieve a 0% pass rate. It's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Tonight's book was first released in Afrikaans last year, but I'm delighted uh, to tell you that Theo Foster's Mind Your Business is on the shelves in English. He's director at Galileo Capital, chief executive, in fact, at Galileo Capital. He presents Saka Gesprek met Theo Foster op Kijknet. He joins me now. Not often do I get a, a television celebrity on the radio with me this evening, Theo Foster. Um, how's the show going, incidentally, on Kijknet? Well, Bruce, good evening. I wouldn't say a television celebrity, but the next series will kick off in April. And then, um, yeah, we've got some very interesting guests. And one bloke that I think is something that's really worth talking to is a guy by the name of Dr. Yapi van Seil, who grew up in Upuwu, where there were 10 houses. The school had 20 kids in the school. And guess what? He was in charge when NASA launched the Curiosity spacecraft to Mars. Dr. Yapi von Sale was in charge. So we've got some nice guests lined up, and, and the next series will start in April. In April. What does Yapi von Sale do as a, as a day job nowadays? Well, he's a director at NASA. He's uh, one of the executive oh. directors of the Jet Propulsion, Propulsion Unit. Um, and incidentally, some of the, the new creations is, is under his helm. And uh, it's, just a, it's a great story of a bloke that, that laid where well, he was four years He was four years old. With his dad in Namibia, saw a satellite passing and asked his dad, what is that? And his dad said, well, that's a satellite. And he asked his dad, where does it come from? And his dad said, nice. And he said, well, one day I'm going to work there. <laughs> Today there's 4,000, 5,000 scientists working for him. And he's absolutely, if you see him, he looks like a surfer. His hair is on his shoulders. He talks like an Afrikaans guy from the Northern Cape. And, well, he's in charge of a couple of thousand scientists at NASA. That's fantastic. I look forward to hearing the Yapi van Sales story. But, Saka Gesprek, you, you talk to um, the big wigs, you talk to business leaders, you talk to the obvious guys, the guys we all look up to, the Laurie Dippenards of the world, the Bernard Swanepoels of the world, the Yanni Moutons of the world. But I'm delighted that you're going out and finding the likes of Yapi van Sale because those are the true, I think, inspirational South African stories. Well... Bruce, that's correct. And I do think, and that was the aim of the whole program, was to talk to people who are successful. And not to, when you talk about success, it's about leadership, it's about success, it's about the passion. And not to talk about numbers or hard strategy, but to talk about the issues that make people successful. Uh, like a bloke that, that, that grew up his whole school career thinking, how will I get opportunity? There was no money in the house, absolute no money. He wanted to be a sugarcane farmer. He had to work for 14 years just to scrape some money together. And today he's the biggest sugarcane farmer in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, it, it's just an incredible story when you start to talk these to, to these people and see how they build their success and what is the elements that make them successful and what drives these guys that, that, that they get so successful and it's it's in the end it's individuals but with a few critical elements and the point is those elements are not so far-fetched they're not so complicated but it has to put your heart into it and then adhere to certain principles what what, what are those key issues and what are those certain principles that underpin all of the i think what you got 39 or 40 yeah. people in the in the book um mind your business um what what are the common threads that go through all of bayer's tutor from bayer's clue 
Smith and Santi Buerta from Absa and MTN and Hendrik Tutoy of Investec Asset Management and Fred Robertson from Brimstone and Chris Becker from Naspers. Bruce, there's a few elements. There, there, there's, and let me start with, first of all, you have to have a passion for what you do. And you can rather spend more time finding the passion than do things that you don't want to do. And that passion is like Louis van Avat, who's, who's built, uh, assisted in building Atterbury Properties. He did his first property transaction when he was in Standard 4. Now, now imagine a standard four-year-old who's the son of a Duermany. So the property guy knocks on the door and says, I'm here for the property transaction. Can I speak to your dad? And his dad says, or he answers, the, his dad passes him to my, his standard four-year-old son and says, he's actually the property guy. That's passion. He's absolutely, Bernard Swanepoel says, you must be so passionate about mining that you want to work in a mine in your gap year. That's passion. Secondly, hard work. The old story about Gladwell's 10,000 hours. Um, Taste the who built Coronation from a small asset manager company to one of the biggest uh, independent asset managers, says that 9 to 5 doesn't work. Everybody works 9 to 5. What do you do before 9 or what do you do after 5? I mean, the guy that built Tacky Town, what people don't realize is that he grew up in a shop. His mother had a shop in Paris in the Free State and he did pre-primary school, primary school, high school, Bram van Heistien worked in that shop. He did the hard work. He put the hard work in. And then there's a point that I do think people kind of forget. And that is this whole idea that you have to have a vision for yourself and for your business. When Russell Lopesha took over the JSC, he didn't want to be the best in South Africa. He didn't want to be the best in Africa. He set out to be the best in the world, the best exchange in the world. At that point in time, the JSE had no capital. Less than 50% of transactions were, were effectively um, matched. Um, the JSE was, was not really eff efficiently working. Two, three years ago when he retired, it was the, by the World Economic Forum the best exchange in the world. So a vision you have to have. Then you have to surround yourself with the right people. Mm -hmm. And the right people means Yanni Muton talks about ultimate empowerment. You must give a guy the opportunity to live out his dream. You have to have a set of principles. But for me, the most important thing out of all of these interviews is you have to view change as an opportunity. Most of these guys made their big breaks and got their big business going after 94. Yeah. And it's almost like it's when there's change, there's opportunity. We tend to look at change as a threat. The common thread here is change equals opportunity. I mean, just think of a guy like Chris Becker. Nasbash was a five billion rand company. He said, yes, I'll take the job as CEO, but I don't want, to, I don't want pay. You, you can almost fire me at will. I want a share option structure. Well, why did he want that? He realized change was coming, and he, he grabbed that change. That 5 billion rand company is today a 450 billion rand company, and his share options, as we all know, made him a, a couple of billion rand. So the point is, if you don't embrace change and make change your friend, well, you're going to have a difficult time. It, it's extraordinary. I mean, we, we talk also, I mean, some people born with silver spoons in their mouths. Other people have worked blimmin' hard and have created in a single generation the most extraordinary amount of wealth. I look at the story of the first round guys who couldn't afford a photocopier between the three of them. And today, Laurie Dippenard, Paul Harris and G.T. Ferreira are amongst the richest people in the country. I once asked Russell Loebscher, the former chief executive at the JSC, I said, who was your role model growing up? And he looked at me as if I was completely stupid. And he said, I didn't have one. You know, basically, he had this commitment and this determination that was entirely drawn up out of the soles of his shoes. Well, that and, and, and he was always very clear on his vision. He knew exactly where he was mm. going to go. Even if you talked about Laurie Dippenau and the guys at first round, 
every in the interview with Laurie, he noted every now and again, he said, then we had a bit of luck. <laughs> they had a bit of luck. But if you carefully analyze the discussion, they had a vision of where they wanted to go. So when the opportunity arose, either when it was with the first banking license, it was Momentum or it was First National Bank, that was part of a plan. That was part of a vision. And when that opportunity arose, yes, it was a bit of luck. But the point is, it was already a structured strategy. It was something they were looking for. And when I talk about vision, you have to set out where you want to be. I don't know exactly what the right steps will be. If you ask him, if you look back, this all seems very logical. Well, at the point when you look back, that wasn't planned the way. But every step, there was a vision of where we want to go. We needed to formalize the business. We needed a banking license. Then we needed annuity income. We needed an insurance kind of business. Then we wanted to move into retail banking purely because international banks were going to compete on the corporate side. And then the opportunity arose. So if you have a vision, you will see these opportunities and they will fit into your vision. It will be very difficult. It's almost like if you, without a vision, it's a guy going fishing and whatever he catches, he's going to say, that's exactly what I want. That's not going to help. You have to have a planned vision and then work in that. And I do think, especially younger people, don't spend enough time structuring their vision. And with that, I mean, you have to know where you want to be, position yourself, and then work at what you do now. Don't only work at the vision, work at what you do now within that vision. The one word you haven't used is courage. And each one of these people is got courage in bucketfuls because they've had a bit of luck maybe in the case of uh, Laurie Dipinard who's who's very self-effacing and who would never sort of claim credit for, for what has been achieved with the creation of the first round group. But each one of these people has taken monumental brave decisions and sometimes more than one big monumental brave decision to get to where they've got to. Bruce, that's correct. And that goes almost in hand with you have to know more than everybody else about what you're going to do. The old Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours. So number one, you have to know more than everybody else in the room. But secondly, you have to embrace change because you have to realize that things is changing. And what I do find is, and that Chris Becker explained it very well. If you look at the guys that are really successful, they're the guys that are getting the big trends right. And once you have the big trend right, well, you've got to go with that. And, and, and I think that if some of these people were, were self-made, some of them were, were guys that spent 30 years in a, in a company like Louis von Ziener, who started in a bank, ended up as the head of the bank, but still the principles is, is the same that they, they threw out the business. But if you haven't got courage with principles, and when I talk about principles, it means the principle of your own conviction and believe in what you're going to do. And once you believe in what you're going to do, well, then you just have to do it. Most of these people have run multi-billion rand businesses, and many of these people have created those multi-billion rand businesses within their own lifetimes. When you look at the environment, and you are a professional investor by day, and I probably by night as well, Theo. Are you seeing the great businesses of the next 30 years being developed today? Or are you concerned that our pipeline of genius is drying up a little bit? Absolutely not. I actually think the opposite. I think the South African environment is ideally positioned for guys with ideas, with creativity, to look at things, how they're going to change. As long as we realize that the world is changing, there will be opportunities. And I think the world is actually changing at a faster pace. And my view would be is, if you, when I asked Chris, I asked Chris Becker the following question. I said to him, Chris, if you today could give advice to a 20-year-old Chris Becker, what would your advice be? And he said, my advice would be, don't listen to Chris. <laughs> I, think, I think the key element tell is… That, tell that to 25,000 people who work for NASPERS, so well, soon to be former employees of NASPERS. Well, I think the point is, 
if you have your conviction about where the world is going to go and what you want to do is you just have to get on with it. I believe there's today more opportunities than there was in the last 20 or 30 years. I think the, 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 the look, the world's got 7 billion people. 5 billion of those have got no political agenda and they're all internet connected. These guys will get more. They'll get more active in the world. And I just think that, that for, for a young entrepreneur, this is an ideal position simply because there's change in the mixture. This uh, is Chris Quinn on my Twitter account. He says, have I missed something? Why are all the people your guest quoting Afrikaans? It's because no, the, show, the, the show is predominantly Afrikaans, isn't it? Well, it was predominantly Afrikaans, although we spoke to Herman Mashaba, which was English. We did have a few English interviews. Uh, it is an Afrikaans channel. So although the channel has never said that I should stick to Afrikaans and they always encourage me and, and we support to talk to more people and language shouldn't be the barrier, it is pri- primarily an Afrikaans program. There we go. That's the answer, Chris Quinn, that uh, you were looking for. Theo Forstead, good luck with the book sales. Is it going well? Who's sold more books so far? Warren Ingram, your colleague, or you? We debate that because we get different sets of numbers from our different publishers. Right. But my book has been on the shelves for three months longer, and I do think that's almost all that I'm hanging on to. (laughs) Well, good luck with it, Theo Forstead. Thanks very much. Mind your business. Advice from South Africa's top business leaders. Full details of the book are on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Bruce Business. Theo Forstead's Mind Your Business.